0: Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners.
1: Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense.
2: Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble!
3: Oh, welcome. Call you up in the middle of the night Like a firefly down in a line You were there like a no much burning I was a key that could use a little turning now, look, I'm playing Runaway Train by Soul Asylum because fiance and I were talking off air about what he's been listening to. Yeah. And then for some reason, when you said Third Eye Blind, I thought of this song. I know it's not Third Eye Blind. What? Wait, Seth is giving fiance, like a- he's giving him a weird look. What? What's the look for? Dude.
1: Really? Fair
3: enough.
2: Fair enough. Okay. Well, you, know, you, listen to I, you know, I do the
1: unlimited thing with the Amazon, mm-hmm. and I just, I pick a, a, a group I want to listen to, and it just so happened to be Pearl Jam today. So, it, Pearl Jam, is Audio bad. Slave, Third Eye Blind, uh, like all that stuff. You know, this song was in that. Clerks.
3: Somehow Somehow oh, here so no sweet. Man. Okay, so the best friends just had a moment. Eighty four and I are doing. You moment too. Yeah, grandpa we the... knows that song. We're headed to. He's not a grandpa. grandpa yeah,
0: come on, man. He's forty. He's a man.
3: is that what your mama told you I'm a man oh what a day what a day what a day I don't want to talk about kids at the border speaking of kids yeah let's talk about kids here yes exactly let's talk about kids here
2: the other day I saw a midget walk out of here can I bring my midget in here one day
3: Oh, and you're not using it to refer to a little person. You're using it to refer to a child. Yeah, but because two-year-old. the term "midget" is now very offensive.
2: Oh, if you're crap, um, uh, very look, offensive. Well, a short.
0: I'm mad. Person, a vertically two- challenged. How about
2: a two year old?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can bring your two year old.
2: That would be awesome. Rose is
3: more than welcome.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think she would last long, but it, yeah. it'd be cool. She's uh, she's a good cat. Oh, speaking of cat, yeah, I had her chasing after the laser pointer.
3: Oh, we, okay, wait, you had Rose or a cat, an actual feline chasing after Both. Both.
1: He, he stopped by the house the other morning. <laughs> we, we, we have a laser pointer to, you know, entertain Irene and Loretta. Yeah, the and, cats. Uh, yeah. He'll, whenever we go out of town, I call Seth. He's got a key. He'll go watch, you know, feed the cats and, you know, do the litter box and all that stuff. Right, right, right. right. And, he come over and he's like, dude, it's so fun with the laser pointer because Rose chases it too. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> How did you discover this? Because I brought her over there. You I brought was... her over there while
3: he's doing the cat thing and then you decided to... Yeah. Oh, man. And she was, I put it on the wall and she's like,
2: ah! And she just laughs and she thinks it's hilarious. I love it so much. It's so cute. Yeah. It's the perfect way to get the little flower girl down the aisle.
1: She's, she's at that point. She's like... um she looks like the little girl from Monsters Inc. right now. Oh, Look really? She looks like, like Boo. Detail. Yeah. Oh, Put her up her little thing. Wow. Yeah.
2: And I've been doing a thing where we when we ride around, I'll pick her up. I'll be like, "Okay, Rose, you ready?" I'll be like, "Na na 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 na," and I'll point at her, and she finally said, "Batman." Batman.
3: Na Oh, that's adorable. Batman. Eighty four. Do you long for those days? Your daughters
0: are all, you know, getting grown. I, no, not really. <laughs> I, I didn't really like my children until they were like five. I mean, until you can get to where you can wipe yourself, they're pretty much uh, a task rather than. There are some joyful moments when you first. Now, with the first one is different, but after the first one, it's like, okay, they're like, dad, da I'm like, okay. I had one that did that before. <laughs> do, do something different for me. I'm, I'm serious now. I'm I'm not gonna, you know, piss in your ear and tell you it's raining. But no, Please I love don't. My, just I, don't piss in my ear at all. I, I love my or children. My dogs. And <laughs> and yes, every every stage is fun. The first the first two years are pretty miserable. Mm. I mean, that's really woman's work. I mean they they like to. Uh, change diapers and take care did of women. Did you
3: really just use the phrase that's really woman's work? Uh,
0: yeah. I you did. know what?
2: <laughs> I am both daddy and mama at every... Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Well, that's
0: <laughs> that's what you have to do when when you're required to do it. You have to do it and you have yeah. to step up to the plate and you have to be both. And it sucks, man. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is yeah. it is very it is very it is extremely hard to be both sides of the relationship. I feel for people that are in separated families like that. I honest honest to God I do because it's easier when you've got I'm gonna do this and you're gonna do that. Right. And you can tag team that. Yeah. And, it's and, like and, a and it match. can be yeah, I, exactly. I I do joke a little bit. It can be the, the daddy's job to do oh, right, right, right. The, the, the caretaking and the mother's job to you know, earn the money and take care of whatever, you know, you can decide whatever you want to within it, but it it, it makes it extremely, extremely hard. Any single parent out there, be it a single dad or a single mom. I feel for y'all, cause it's hell. It's all that me and Lauren can do to take care of our children. Right, uh, when they were growing up, it's a little easier now. They're getting older. I mean, my children are grown. Twenty sixteen, well, how many 14, kids do you have? Four, I 10. think so. You think so? <laughs> now, t- you know, you know, at twenty sixteen, fourteen, and twelve, it's it. it Things change. It becomes more about coordination, and that's what I mean. That's what Lauren mm-hmm. does. I mean, mm-hmm. she is constantly making sure this one's at this practice. This one's getting to you know uh, theater, and this one is you know getting to volleyball, and mm-hmm. and, and, and this one's getting taken to this AP class, and. She handles all that, so right. it, it, and we tag team. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll pick the boy up, and we're gonna go. We'll get the grass cut. He's gonna weed eat. I'm gonna sit on the lawnmower. And and when you work together, it makes it a lot easier than when you have to do every single thing from start. When 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 our children were young, and Lauren would go out of town, and I had to take care of them by myself, it was like an 80-hour week in one day.
2: Oh, it's ridiculous. It's and coordination, I got coordination because my kid is my kid and we have this problem of walking into stuff. Because she's walking this direction, but she sees something shiny over here and she's looking and I'm like... Like look. a laser pointer? Yeah, yeah, a laser pointer or just anything. And
3: I'm just like, well, look where you're going. You're fixing to walk into a door. Right. You know, it's right. going to hurt. Right, right. So, You know, 84, I just thought of something. I've been wanting to bring this up. Because what actually made me think of it is a key and peel sketch mm-hmm. where they're like, they, they're dressed up kind of like rednecks. And they're sitting in a bar. And uh, you thought about me when you no, thought it's, about red. Well, no, because you have, like, I had people at that conference I went to, I've had people from not around these parts. So you don't Where's your southern accent, Joey. And so in the sketch, Key and Peel are kind of sitting in the bar going, and the Mexicans, those Mexicans are hard working, family loving religious, God-fearing people. And they go through, like, every group. And what they're doing Mm -hmm. is they're playing off, you hear that accent, and people assume something. And I'm wondering, based on your true Southern accent, Uh has somebody ever
0: assumed something Uh, about you? I have a Southern accent? (laughs) (laughs) Really? I have an accent? Really? Uh, Yes. I, 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 I... Presupposition is—I mean, we do that. Everybody is prejudiced, and yeah, that's well—that's be- well, that's become a very ugly, filthy, nasty word that you don't use. Oh, you're prejudiced. We're all prejudiced. All it means is you prejudge somebody. Hmm. When I meet you, if you are wearing a, a shirt—a shirt with no arms, with <laughs> El Barto on the back, and you got tattoos on your arms. I'm going to think something about you Mm -hmm. until I start talking to you. Exactly. Now, me personally, I don't just cut somebody off when I see that. You push through it. But I think, I'm not so sure about this guy. But once you talk to him, then, you know, I'm just not that judgmental. But, yeah, people, when they see me, y'all see what I'm wearing. It's what I wear all the time. It's, it's a blue shirt. It is. does not show grease stains because it's a work shirt. It has my name, Clay, on one side mm-hmm. and my company's name on the other side. And this isn't one of those funny shirts that, you know, people wear that's a style. This is my work shirt. And when people see me with a blue collar on and this work shirt on, they assume that dude's not very smart. He's probably little, oh, he's it, not that rich. He probably works on cars or you know uh, he's a plumber or something and he wasn't smart enough to go to school and get a a real good job. He's got to do this. Oh this is something that's big like and like
3: he'd call in one day
0: guys. It, it fires went me up. off.
3: Because people do that, they say, "Oh, he's not
0: making all A's, or he's not on the A B honor roll in school." Let's put him in trade school. But that's what you want, right? And the, and that's there's three on this side of the table that are in the same position. Well, you work with your hands, yeah. So I, I,
1: well, I think because I I am in the same boat. I don't know. I don't look at people like that. Of course, I was I was raised different anyway. I, I mean, why? Well, I'd say different. I was yes, very different. I was raised, (laughs) not. dad never spoke of color or ethnicity or any of that stuff. And I was raised colorblind and racially blind. I mean, you know, we had friends, we had black friends, we had Mexican friends and all that kind of stuff. But as far as like being biased, it, it wasn't. It wasn't your color. It was your actions.
0: Yeah, and, and see, and I'm not saying bias. I'm saying just prejudice. Well, it's yeah. just when you see somebody, when you see somebody stand on the side of the road holding a sign up says, we'll work for food, you look at that person with the long, mangy hair, not a glowing locks like Joey has. Oh, right, right, But right. you look at that person and you go, there's something wrong with them. You make a judgment about them. No, I've got Go get a job. You know, get do something. Don't stand out here on the side of the road. You, you do that when you see people, and, and we all... Oh, he just let the locks down.
3: Oh, and what did you think when I did
0: that? But it no, is, What was your snap judgment? It, Don't
3: back, think about it. You're, just say it. You're gorgeous condition. Oh, thank you. Jealousy. Thank you,
2: sir. Jealousy was my thank snap you, judgment. Sir. You keep saying someone, okay? I am that someone, okay? and uh, <laughs> Well,
3: you're
0: right in front of them.
2: Uh, yeah, well, I am. Because, all right, so you, you wear the shirt and the collar and people assume stuff, okay? So, <clears throat> in my job, I fix stuff at mechanic shops and I had the my boss bought me the, the shirts with the collars the monkey suits is what I call them and man I, I just don't do it and he was just like well it, it was scratchy and I sweat a lot and it just wasn't worth it and he was like well you can dress yourself because you look kind of trashy and people won't rob you if you look trashy <laughs> 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 and they won't I mean I've I, I
0: have, I'm sure you scare small children when you walk down the street <laughs>
2: Leave No, not my chasing my kid <laughs> runs toward me, okay? Everybody else's kid, they're like eh <laughs> Yeah, they're not chasing the laser pointer.
0: They're running away from you.
2: Well okay, so and I have a tan, of course, all right. So if I go oh, yeah, to the did. gas station and to the 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 Indian or the Arab gas station, you know, because I have a tan and the guys don't know uh, me. Can
3: you with the the like. Well, you're the, saying this. the midgets and the Arab. Well, it's because I have a tan and the dudes are cool, you know. But if I
2: don't say anything because I have a tan, people and you do assume have the, you
3: have the beard. I, they assume that
2: we're on the same page, you know, or at least I'm. I I can. I'm, one of them, you know what I'm saying? I guess whatever. And He's they either me Indian the, or they Pakistani. The, they hook me up. They really do. And I'm like, cool, man. And then once really? I, Yeah, they hook me up. Same with the Mexican restaurant. Because my dudes are cool, man. But if you don't say anything, people don't assume that you don't sound like this. And then they'll hook you up with free tacos. And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that just shows how people are like what you were talking about. I mean, if I just shut my mouth, people assume stuff, and then afterwards I'm like, cool, man. And then I make friends with them. I did it with the ladies at the Chinese restaurant. I was like, I come in here every day, and I buy the same thing. We are friends and they looked at me and I was like yeah we cool man you know what's up and then the lady looked at me nuts and then she was like yeah and I was like ah
3: cool we cool yeah well I mean it has like and it's not something where I feel like a victim it's just like I have noticed some things where like that car I have BMW Z3 it's a convertible
1: it's a nice looking car the one I noticed you start covering up now.
3: Yeah, because it's got a leak. The back window's broken with <laughs> these storms coming in. I don't want hey, to yeah, smell like I got that wet he, ball doesn't, back he doesn't
0: window. cover it because it's so expensive. That's why the getting in his back
2: <laughs>
3: that's
2: why I asked you if you had duct tape in your car. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's been fixing he's the plastic back
3: tape window. Over it. Yeah, exactly. It's just that's why I have that cover out there. But since having that car, more people approach me at a gas station and ask me for stuff. Hit me up for money. I had one guy, like, I walk into Publix, and he didn't hit me up for money. There's one guy who's kind of well-dressed, walked up and goes, Hey, man, I saw you driving that car. And he starts talking to me about, like, really fancy cars. And I know nothing about them. He's talking about like Aston Martins and Jaguars and Bentleys. I'm like, <laughs> I got that thing for like six, seven grand. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Like this, this I didn't drop several grand on that thing. At least not in the tens or the twenties. And finance some expensive car, and then also my hair. I've had politicians during election season come into the studio, and one I'm not going to name who, but one. Uh, looked at me and said, um, so what time do you get up in the morning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and I, I guess who it was. <laughs> well, I had... I,
3: already, <laughs> I, uh, I said as respectfully as I could, I said, I got up at 6 this morning, an hour workout. When did you get up? <laughs> and it's so it's just like... You know, I don't I don't really actually take that much offense with it. I kind of like I like how I look these days. I feel good about it. But it's out there that people assume. But I want to get back to this on like trade, working with your hands. Like I I look at folks who can do that and I feel like a moron because I'm not good with tools like my grandfather is my dad is. like, And they would have me help work with projects like building a shed out back or work on the car, whatever. And I'm still a moron. And I don't understand where it became like, oh, the guy who can BS on the radio or BS in the classroom at the university because they read a few books is now considered that much more intelligent than the person that can actually fix that machine that you rely on every day. I don't know where that started. It, it baffles me. When people
2: treat me like I don't know what I'm doing, their bill just seems to get higher.
0: <laughs> Joey, Joey is Joey is picking on a scab, just trying mm-hmm. to make it bleed oh, on his scab. Yeah, I'll just tell you the honest to gospel truth. I, I'm I'm not a dumb
1: person. No, I don't, say, I don't. No, I don't,
0: no, mm-hmm. I, I know no one has has said that, but I'm just saying the common what you just said. They nice. think, well, you're a blue-collar guy. Oh, you nice. weren't smart enough to do so-and-so. I finished third in my class in high school. I was at Auburn University for two years. Had, a, a I think, a 3.2 GPA when Better I left my Auburn. Better than GPA? It wasn't, it I wasn't great. I was in microbiology, was my minor uh, in... Pre veterinary medicine. I decided I did not want to be a veterinarian. I didn't enjoy going to school. I didn't want to spend six more years of my life doing that and be unhappy. And I said, Yeah, I'm going back home to milk cows, work on the farm. Right. And and, which they needed me. Right. And then that went into, I've always been very mechanically inclined. I, I fixed everything on the farm. And the opportunity came up to learn the heating and air conditioning trade. And I jumped into that. And from there, I started my own company. And for since 1998, I've been doing pretty damn good. No, but here's and, here's my whole wind-up. Like,
3: I think there are brilliant people working in all sorts of trades. And I think there are idiots working in, say, the university. But I'm sure in y'all's walks of life, wherever it is, not where you work currently, we, we shouldn't be that rude. But I'm sure in your walks of life, you've just met somebody, and you look at them after talking to them, you don't even say it, and it's not prejudging. It's like having, like, you know, hung around them, it doesn't have to be work, it could be your friend group, whatever it was, a bar. And you just look at that person and go, are they really that stupid? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I am sometimes <laughs> baffled by how stupid some people
0: are. I've done it about doctors before. Yeah, yeah. Guess who? And I'm especially about. Uh, teachers. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know. I got a story. You know, I got a story about everything. What? oh, they've. And they, it looks like these two, Seth
3: and fiance, are over here
1: conferring quietly. We we have a friend.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the friend
2: I was telling you about last night.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, the only friend that we have.
1: He's he's like you. He's educated. Yeah. Uh, I'm not you really. talking about me Seth? smart. <laughs> no. No, man. We only talk about you behind your back. Oh! <laughs> <got it>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, I I don't sometimes I get frustrated with people like in in your circumstance. Like if if we were to hang out and to do something and something breaks. And something breaks, it the it's I don't know how to we say it. We fix it.
3: Yeah. We fix it. Oh, and he just assumes
2: it's I don't have an to immediate it. assumption. It's yeah. like, hey, can you fix it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but and of course I'm like Eric's like, um well and I'm like, hey dude, shut up, he's busy.
0: <laughs> For real. Hey, I'm like, don't give him anymore. He I know exactly what you I, that is one reason I hate going to church on Sunday. My, well, you my you go you go to church wheat, on Sunday and you're if you're there supposedly to worship the Lord and yes. have a time with your family yes. and sit in worship and it's hey man hey uh you know that back unit that thing just ain't cooling just right. <laughs> Call me Monday. Or at least exactly. wait until service is over. Don't interrupt the freaking... We're having communion right now. Can, you, can it wait a little bit longer? It drives me crazy when I people do that.
2: I get it too, man. It's, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, nothing. How you doing, man? Long time, no talk. Oh, no, you get the phone call. No, it's My car AC doesn't
0: work. That's what I hear. It's the phone call. Did you mean to call me? Hello? Yeah. Uh. Hey, uh, Bobby, man, I ain't heard from you in a while. Hey, man, how's it going, buddy? (laughs) 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 You know exactly what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everything's going fine. Uh, What's up? Oh, nothing. Uh, Lauren, the kid's okay? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, they're doing okay. Hey, let me, while I got you, uh, you know, so-and-so's broke down. You reckon you got time to come by? Uh, And when they start with Buddy, that immediately means, what does it mean, Seth? They're fixing to rip you off. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Winner, winner, chicken Chicken dinner. dinner. I don't want to pay for anything and you're my buddy that I have not talked to in 13 years. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. That's
1: that's how our our friend is. <laughs> it we we me and Seth, you know, we we all live in the same town. We live in you know 5 miles from each other. Me and Seth talk nearly every day. We'll hang out every other day or so or on the weekend or whatever, but he will not call me to ask me to hang out unless Something is broken. <laughs> why?
0: Why you're here? What was it? Oh, was it a month ago? Can you?
2: Oh, a month ago, I went over there and and he had a bunch, a list of stuff that he wanted fiance to help him with. True. So I went over there, and of course, on the list of people, I am like way down there because he just does not think that highly of me,
3: which I'm cool with. Well, you you know? know, the guy gets free tacos.
1: Exactly. Right.
2: So I go over there, and I'm like, dude, just shut up and let's install these lights. You know, And we're just like, let me do it. And I just did it. And he was like, whoa, that was quick. Hey, how about this ceiling fan with the remote? It's only 9.30. And I did it. And I did it right.
3: And I said, there you go. See, and I have to admit, I will sometimes play dumb to get somebody to do something for me. You don't have to play dumb, dude. Just ask. No,
1: because something like a ceiling fan, like, I'm pretty sure I could figure that out. I can can understand playing dumb to get something. Yeah. But I I guess my idea of common sense is different than some other people's like um mm. uh i don't like car wiring like i, I thinking about wiring up a, a stereo system in your car i can do that in my sleep and i can i can think about it you know uh i can look at one picture of a piece of furniture and in my head, I've taken it apart hmm. and made it to where I can make it the way somebody else wants it. And it, it's I, the furniture thing is, is different, but like the simple stuff that I don't know. I just feel like everybody should know. Uh, well, I, and and I think I think a lot of this the
0: the buddy people that hey, can you help me, buddy, do this? A lot of that these people they're they're manipulators. And they, they do it on purpose because they are too lazy to sit down and do it themselves. And, and they know they can guilt you into doing it for them.
2: The jerk that says,
1: uh-uh. Hell, <laughs> oh, you say no. Yeah, I say, no.
3: Nah. Nice.
2: That's, See, that's, that's my I problem. I can't and, say no.
1: Yeah, when me and Seth... Well, I can't say no either, and that gets me in a whole boatload of trouble. Oh, it get you in an ass of trouble. But, like, if Seth ever needs something... Then it's I, I love helping Seth because he's like, dude, I need you to help me do this. And I'm like, right. okay, and I'll come over and we'll do it. And it's it turns out to be him doing it with my supervision. Yeah, it's like, hey, should I? do It's like a yeah. a, a joint venture. I, I help him. Yeah. And you know, other times, I'll, I'll, other people, I'll go and they ask for my help, and I go over there, and you're
2: it's doing e- it.
1: It's easier for me to just do it than to struggle trying to explain the stuff to them because it's like you, you took well, the screw out of this spot, you need to put the screw back into that spot. I, w- I will say I am like uh, I
3: I'll put it this way I try not to take advantage of people uh, in that sense uh, like the hey buddy calls but and this is me maybe being too much of an intellectual. I'm being all self-conscious now. I know everything we've laid out. There's a book I did read in college. There's one professor named Marvin Petrucci. I don't know if he's still around these days. I need to catch up with him. But he suggested a book It was popular a while ago called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And a lot of it's, I think, way too convoluted, throwback to like Greek philosophy. But the basic thing I took away from it is it's about him and his friend, and they're like wives traveling cross country on motorcycles, just riding their big hogs around the country. And the guy who's, who's the first person kind of point of view telling the story says he really loves taking the time to make sure his bike is well kept. He loves doing maintenance on it. And if something breaks, it's like, ooh, it's a new challenge that he finds meaning and uh, overcoming. Whereas his friend is a guy who goes out and buys the most expensive bike in the world. And when it breaks, he gets pissed, he has no patience, and he immediately goes to the most expensive mechanic to fix it. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, in a lot of respects, I am that second guy. And I think it's a flaw, where it's like, oh, I want this to just work. I want to buy it, I want it to work, and I want it to always work and never break down. And I've realized more and more, whether it's, you know... Radio or anything else, you need to learn every aspect of what it is you love, and it only be more fulfilling. Right. And just take that time because I mean I remember doing that with guitars. It's like I don't want to learn how to restring it, but then you eventually you do.
2: It's so the little and, things. A bunch of little things add up to the big things.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're about to take a break. We're taking the break now. I'm <laughs> taking the break right now, and I don't. I
0: I heard you earlier. I wanna hear the well, story. You know, I, I can't say anything quickly, so I didn't want to get started. Well I wanna hear Eric you. said something that, that, that triggered I want to touch on.
3: I wanna to touch on that that Eric triggered and I wanna hear about your stupid teacher story.
0: Oh, the stupid teacher? Yeah, that's a good story. We'll be right back. It's a sad story. Sticky for a wee train. Like a madman laughing at the rain. A little out of touch, little in Mm-hmm.
1: It's just easier than
0: dealing with the pain. Run away, train never going back. Wrong way on a one way track.
2: Seems
1: like I should be getting somewhere. Somehow, I'm either getting or Joey Clark.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most depressing songs ever. I, I remember him. it. <laughs> yeah, man. It really is. They are so
2: sad, but I love them so much.
3: Yeah. When I was young, I knew everything. She a punk who rarely ever took advice. Now I'm guilt-sticking, sobbing with my hand on the floor. Stopping baby's breath and a shoe full of rice, no Can't be held responsible Cause she was touching her face I oh, won't so be held responsible It's so sad She fell in love in the first place
0: I don't think Eric and I are getting
1: this. No, oh, it's my <laughs> fault. This, this song is my fault. <laughs> for the life of me. Explain this right I cannot now. <laughs> die for these we
2: were
3: okay, enough of that crap. Thank you.
1: Me, and, me and Emily had a conversation a few weeks ago about stuff like this. Like you guys singing along with that. I can't do that. Like uh, You can't sing? No, oh, I can't sing. Can yeah, we? Can no, hear? No. Um, we were talking about it uh, in like the Versus album with Pearl Jam. Yeah. My favorite Pearl Jam album. I, I know Daughter, like the back of my hand, mm-hmm. but unless the song is playing, I can't tell you the lyrics to it. Oh, wow. See, it t- I have to listen to a song
3: a lot and have it fresh on my mind. And I did this the other day um, when you asked about my first time, Seth. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a speech class where the teacher said, I bet no one in this room can come up here and talk for a minute straight without any filler words. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, what not. And I raised my hand. I was only a freshman. Or whatever. I was only a freshman in college. I'm like, I can do it! By the way, I got a C in speech class. And now I'm on the radio. <laughs> How about them apples? <laughs> hey, Miss Grumpin uh, would be so proud. School did yeah. you a bunch of good, uh, didn't uh, no, I know, I know. The grades mean a lot. But I, I raise my hand. She goes, okay, Joey. I, I walk up to the front of the class. And I look at the class and I say, I was working part-time at a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. <laughs> he told me several times that he didn't like my time because I was a bit too leisurely. It seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing but different than the day before. And that's when I saw her. I saw her.
0: What was he She wearing? walked in
3: through the outdoor. <laughs> she wore a raspberry beret. And the teacher stops and goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, what are you... I challenge accepted and...
0: I and won. see, that's what that's what school does. They change the damn rules on you. Vern asked me
2: that same question about um, right when I first started coming to hang out with him. Yeah, I totally did it, too. He was like, ooh. I was like, uh-huh. Don't mess with me. I had a lisp, and I took speaking to bait.
3: Well, and these days, you can use a lisp to hear it finish. Like, don't make fun of my lisp. I, like, how dare you?
2: Sally so seashells by the seashore. My name's Seth
0: Yo. Okay, <laughs> well, let's get back to what we teased before the break. Eighty-four. I, I, the one thing that that fiance ha- had said when we were talking about buddies, mm-hmm. and you, you were you were saying that like if you help Seth do something, you supervise and he does it, and but it's often so much easier when you're doing it for somebody else just to do it, yeah, and get it done with. That is one thing I found in parenting that is so freaking hard is to take the time to let your children perform tasks instead of just doing it for them. Mm. And that's because that's the way you learn how to fail and you didn't do it right. And they, you know, simple as washing a cup. They get through, you look at it and say, nope. You missed a spot. Do it again. Mm -hmm. And you have to take the time to sit there and watch them do it. And I I think that's one reason that children are so spoiled now because we're in such a hurry and everything. we're, We're so rushed and we don't take, you know, time out with our children. It's just like, just get out of the way and let me do it. And you just sit there and, you know, get it, get the plate washed real quick and put it up. I love that. And be that. done with it. So much because... Because it is hard as hell, especially when you're good at something. And you know it should take five <laughs> well, seconds but to good, sit and there and know. watch, and you're going... Well, they don't
2: know. And if they're going to screw up, they need to screw up You're in front of screw you. Backwards. Because, I mean, something it's serious could happen. And I learned everything by myself. So when I first moved out, I was washing a dish. And I had my hand in the dish, and the glass broke. And it slipped, and I cut myself really badly. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, holy crap. So I called my mom, and she was like, I don't know what to do. And then, of course, somebody said super glue one point in time. So I put some brown paper towel and duct tape man went to the store got some super glue and glued myself shut you know so I mean if
3: you figured it out
2: yeah I figured it out but if I I would have not been doing that by myself I would have had somebody been like hey let's just glue you
1: shut Hmm. Uh, I I I don't remember if I read something or maybe I'm even remembering wrong but uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah had a speech or something said something about exactly what you just said you know uh, his thing was children are born scientists I think is what it was but you know let them play in the kitchen let them play with the egg let them watch the egg roll off the counter and hit the ground and see what happens and then let them clean it up there you go
2: I love that you guys are and that, and that's parenting. And,
0: And that's that's the fall-down part, is we let them play with the egg. We let it hit the floor. When it hits the floor, we say, get out of the way, I'll clean it up. Exactly. Because they just wipe the egg everywhere, and all (laughs) up and down the counter. And you're like, just get out. Just let me do it.
3: It it becomes even worse, though, because, say, you get mad, too. So then, like, instead of a moment of, like, they might learn something, it becomes a moment of, like,
1: shame, I'm being punished. Right. Sure. Mm -hmm. That was the thing, was... A lot of parents nowadays are 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 jumping. Oh no, no, no! Don't 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 let the egg roll off! Don't let it roll mm-hmm. off; it'll break. Well, they don't really know that because they haven't experienced it. Right, and and, right, yeah. and that was. We talk about this all the time. Do you want your kid?
3: And it's actually kind of the way I, I view ethics. Um, I and mean, there's like a thing in some theologians called divine command theory because God says it is so. It is so. Like, God said it's good. It's good. Whereas there are other theologians say, no, God is goodness. Like, and it's the difference between, do you want your kid to walk around not touching a hot stove coil because mommy or daddy said don't? Which in this case is like, "Don't." Mur- I don't murder people because God said thou shall not kill. No, that's, not, that's probably not a good reason to walk around and not murder people. If that's what it takes, fine. And there are some people out there like that who need the fear of God put into them. Um, but you want your kid to understand, oh, I don't touch fire. I don't touch the hot stove coil because it'll burn me. That pain, bad. You want that connect- simple connection. But we're almost running out of time. I want to hear about this stupid teacher, The sad, sad story.
0: Oh, it's not. You know, there's there's an old saying. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. I but mean, have you ever a heard that? Teacher. Oh, yeah. No, there is a such thing as a stupid question. And I don't I don't even remember why I mentioned this now, but when when I was working for the Boe, I go into a classroom, and teacher one of the they had window units and it was a portable, one of those old trailers. Mm-hmm. There were two window air-conditioned units hanging outside of it. And one was running and the other one wasn't. And I just walked in and I just kind of assumed, I said, "I said this one down here is not working. She said, yes, it's not working. And so I walked down there, look at the unit, I pop the front off of it, I take it, I plug it in, I turn it on. We had a little sequence that we went to. We turned the thermostat all the way to the high setting, turned the fan on, make sure the fan would run, pop it down. You can hear the compressor come on, and then you feel the little sides of the coals to see if it's refrigerating before you go any deeper. Everything seemed to be working fine. Turned it up to high speed, set it down, checked my coil drop over the temperature. Unit's working perfect, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I wonder what's going on. So I pull the unit out. I check the fan motor. Maybe the fan's going bad. Pull the capacitor out, check it. Maybe it's overheating, this and that. I cannot find a dadgum thing wrong with this unit. I mean, I've gone through everything. Check the switch, on the switch out, and put it back together. And I'm just sitting there scratching my head. Teacher walks over, says, wow, that thing's working great now. What'd you do to it? I said, I said, I'm... I'm sorry I said I I didn't do anything to it. Uh you know it's just there it must be something really odd going on with it. She goes, "No, no, it wouldn't work at all this morning." I said, "Okay." Uh she said, "You had to do something." She says, "I turned it on and it wouldn't do anything." I said, "Now I I plugged it in." She looked me dead in the eye and said, You mean you have to plug those things in for them to work?
2: (laughs) Princess. This was not a
0: substitute teacher. This was a fifth grade teacher in a classroom. You mean you have to plug it in for it to work? And with a straight face, I looked at her. I said, "Uh, Yes, ma'am. It's kind of like a lamp. If you don't plug it in, it's not going to work. I don't care how many times you turn it on. And that went straight over her head. She goes, "Wow, okay. So there is a, such a thing
1: as a stupid question." I, I completely understand where you go, where where that happens. But I can also see the other side of. She's probably never had to plug the thing in. She so never she, let she an never, egg roll she off never, the never, counter. Yeah, yep. she never <laughs> checked to see if it was plugged in or needed to be plugged I bet in. she was pretty. Not really. Not
0: really? No. Well, now no, there was
1: a really smoking hot one that
0: worked over there. Did she there. know how to plug it in? Oh, I, d- I don't to. know. I never found out.
2: <laughs> you have to be 10% smarter than the craft you're trying to operate.
0: Not no, I lack of try,
3: and got on that hot for teacher comment. You got me off track.
1: <laughs> yeah, got me way off track.
3: No, but also I see, like there are a lot of girls who graduated from my school um, who I did not. Maybe that's my prejudice. I think I have a prejudice that comes from Catholic school of like the smarty pants, overachieving, by the book girl. Like I think and I think I just come, and I've gotten to know them some of them at the ten- year reunion. They're grown up to be great people, and mm. it's fine. Uh, but I see like some of these now young women who are teaching, say, grade school, and I say to myself, "I don't have the patience to do that. I don't have sort of the the empathy, and patience is the key. But like teaching a group of, say seven-year-olds. Would scare me more than teaching a group of twenty-year-olds in college. You would think so nah.
2: until you got them in a room and you saw how they looked at you and yeah. how you put stuff. You could talk just like you're talking to us to them, and you would be amazed. Well, that's my a, a, mom is no, a, uh, a, he's, he's a preschool spot on. teacher. She is. My mom's a, a, a preschool teacher for like three to five-year-olds or whatever. They love her. The parents love her. She talks to the kids like like I talk to my kid you know. Yeah. she just talks to him and she teaches him crazy stuff who's on a penny a nickel a quarter Yeah. bones yeah. in their legs they contain all the bones in their hand and they're
0: like four it's yeah. crazy you, no, you I, treat them like little people little instead adults. of children
3: and also kids can teach you more I was asked this had to be years ago now uh, I, mean, I was really down in the dumps miserable drinking way too much just very a cynical a-hole really and uh, I was asked to go read some kids at St. Pete. These kids had to be five years old, six years old. And they all got in a you know, little group, tight in, it sitting. Is it wrong to say Indian style? That's what I was taught. It was called It's crisscross applesauce. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: <laughs> I, I, no, that's no. now the new PC. No. <laughs> Emily has taught me that. No, <laughs> no. it's the new PC cannot, no. term. Wrong. Wrong. Anyway, it's Indian style. Native American style. Anyway, I, I read
1: them.
3: <laughs> I read them dramatically. Green eggs and ham. And the teacher, after I finish, and the kids were, like, giggling throughout me reading the story. I'm like, it's playing. It was like a comic or a wrestler going, I'm getting a pop out of this. All right. I'm entertaining these kids. And the teacher's like, okay, give Mr. Clark a round of applause. Yay. Out from the back of the group sitting down on the ground, this one little boy stands up and starts to run at me at full speed. I'm like, what is about to happen? <laughs> I'm sitting down in this chair. So I just and the teacher goes to grab him, just misses by a few inches to grab his shirt. He runs at me full speed and he launches himself at me and locks onto my left shoulder with a hug, which precedes the twenty five year old or yeah twenty five year old twenty five five
1: year old yes yes
3: (laughs) twenty (laughs) five five year olds. All these kids come around and give me this group hug. I can feel the cynical Joey melt away. And it was a fantastic moment. It is, man. It really is. We're out of time, guys.
2: Nothing Nothing better, man.
0: Nothing better. That was fun. Children are the best.
2: (laughs) I know. My little monster. Can't wait to bring her in here. Maybe she'll do something cute. Yeah, hopefully so. (laughs) Be back Monday. Yeah, man.